2: Welcome to the show, everyone. The first thing you're going to notice, for those of you that tune in every week, which is everybody and what everybody should be doing at this hour in your locale, you're going to recognize, hey, that's not Fred Penny. But that, That's not Fred's voice. Fred is on assignment. I'm Todd Cunin, one of the co-hosts here at Radio Law Talk, and seated to my right in the usual position of prominence is Denise L. Dirks. L not being uh, any reference to Spanish, it's her middle initial.
1: Denise, how are you this morning?
3: Historic key. <laughs> there you go. Oh, there nice. you go. See yeah. on Jeopardy last
1: night, one of the questions was in the in the UN listing which has a Spanish and it was El Salvador. My wife and I were sitting here racking our brains. El la and I think and, and here we have Denise L Dirks. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I, I you know, I'm
2: S O C K S. You learn learned to speak Spanish spelling. Spelling words in English. If you can spell socks, you can speak Spanish. S O C K S. Denise is looking at me right now. If this were if this were live cast, if this were, were on YouTube, the the look that I just got right now is oh, not unlike the look that I would get from my mother when I was a kid when i when i would you know track dirt into the freshly cleaned house <laughs> the uh, really <laughs> which luckily you never did oh no 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 <laughs> actually it was a situation like that where i learned i actually had a first name todd is not it uh, that that melodic voice the soothing voice that you hear that was not denise and not me is none other than our producer cal hunter hello and uh, three-time Emmy Award winner,
1: Cal Hunter. No, nominee. Uh, uh, nominee, yeah. Cal Hunter. But to Cal- be nominated is a win, in a sense, really. Uh, exactly, <laughs> yes. exactly. Uh, what, what category? What category? Cal? Television news. Television news. For Anch- those- anchor production and overall show, yeah. How long were you in the anchor business there, sir? I started in Idaho Falls in 1982 and ended in Redding, California in 1997. So, th- yeah, oh, oh, wow. So yeah, I cut my chops. I, I didn't, yeah, I, I paid my dues, and I was one six months short of getting my 25th year silver circle in the if the Emmy Association, if you're in TV 25 years, then they give you a little silver circle award. I missed it by six months. You missed done. it by wait, 80, <laughs> 80 <laughs> to, well, 82 whatever. to
2: 97?
1: No, it I, no, that would have been a 15 years. I gave you the math wrong. I started actually in television in 1976 at KXLF in Butte, Montana. Went from there to Idaho Falls and to Northern California. So I bopped around a little bit. So, folks, we say all this so that you know it's not just a bunch of people with silly putty
2: duct tape and bailing wire putting this show together. <laughs> it, Cal it, knows it, what it, he's it. doing. Well, <laughs> I should
1: I should by now, but I really don't. <laughs>
2: uh, Fred Penny, if you're listening, we, uh, we miss you. Uh, Look forward to you being back next week on the show. We're here for three hours this lovely Saturday, or if you're listening to this on Tapecast, three hours, wherever you're, at. If you're not If it's eight, are all three hours, be sure and pick us up on our podcast or go online and listen to us live at radiolawtalk.com you got to fish around a little bit. Look for the Listen Live button, and then that will take you there. Uh, and if you miss any of the show and like to catch it later, we do post a show from Saturday. We do it on Saturday. They're usually posted by the following Tuesday. You can listen to podcasts of all of our previous shows, and they're searchable. So if there's a topic you're looking for, you can go ahead and search through those. Got a lot of stuff to talk about today, don't we, Denise?
3: Yeah, I'm excited.
2: I mean, we got, uh, let's see, Megan Markle. Right. Is in. And now, the nice thing about Meghan Markle stuff is it used, people used to say, well, what are you covering that? She's over in England. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Meghan Markle, we've got stuff about the U.S. women's soccer team, which is kind of an update. It's one of those that we had covered before, but there's been an update in that case. Let's see, banks have been hit with... Uh, Lawsuit uh, protection cases over the program loan fees. There's another one. No, the
3: payroll protection The the payroll
2: protection. There's another one that uh, I sent out and that we'll touch on briefly. Some student in North Carolina has filed a class action lawsuit claiming that he's getting – the class of students is getting a diminished education because – they're doing online distance learning as opposed to classes in person. That's an interesting one. That that would fall for me
1: in the category of, are you sure you want to do that? Well, I'll tell you, as hard as teachers are working right now, I don't think you can fault the people on the educating end of things. It is an impossible lose-lose situation for teachers. I mean, they're staying at home. They're in their kitchen. they got the cat wandering by. They're trying to teach math. They're doing all of this stuff from home, most of them. I just, I want to tip my hat to them. my daughter's a teacher. I've seen what she's gone through. It is tough. The education yeah. may may be diminished, but who are you going to call on the carpet for that? The coronavirus?
3: Exactly. I yeah. I, it, I think that's kind of crazy because when you stop and you look at online classes versus being in person, you pay more for online classes. Yeah, it, looks, it costs more to get it, your your uh, degree. Online. And That's look, true. we,
2: we, yeah. we, we uh-huh. will discuss that when the case comes up and yeah. stuff. But just as a teaser, <laughs> that was kind of interesting. And, and one of my favorites we'll talk about, uh, one of the shows that, if you haven't been able to guess, was probably a major contributor to my sense of humor and what I think <laughs> is funny. There is a lawsuit involving The Simpsons. And, uh, you know, my appreciation for humor and classical music was originally shaped by the old Looney Tunes cartoons from the uh, late 40s, early 50s that they played on Saturday mornings throughout the 70s, but also The Simpsons when that finally came around. However, Cal... Yeah. If
1: you are ready. Oh, I'm ready. If I'm you're ready right. to get going, it's time get to play. to ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. No Don't have to tell me twice. <laughs> tell you ready? Tell her, you ready? I think I, yeah, go, go, go. <laughs> and now we go to New York City. The city's so nice, they had to name it twice. Yes, New York, New York. In New York, housing is at a premium, especially non smoking housing. Because, you know, smoking is an annoying, filthy habit, and not everybody can put up with it. So there is a woman who lives in the Bronx who smokes like a chimney in a building, an entire building that has been designated non-smoking, a building very popular with medical professionals and what have you. When the people, when the, yeah, you know, landlord knocked on the door and said, Madam, oh, no, I don't smoke. No, that's just my cooking. I know I don't smoke. I promise you I don't smoke. So bother them, bothersome, pardon me, was this to the neighbors who have to breathe her smoke, that they sought counsel. They said to this lawyer they spoke with, the nose don't lie, and she's a smoker. And so I ask you, Todd, I think I'll start with you, just for fun. You no, know, it's not case. just for fun. It's because we made eye contact. That's why. It happens every week. Case. And I'm busy
3: writing, looking case. down.
1: <laughs> Next time I'll note to look at Denise first. So case... Or in no case, Mr. Cunin, you have 30 points, by the way. You're the leader. So oh, far. wow. Well, you know, little known. No, no, I'm sorry, I lied. You have 25 points. Denise okay. is the leader with 30. Denise
2: is the leader with 30. I have yeah. 25. Okay. Yeah. Little known fact, uh, <clears throat> the original version of there was an old woman who lived in a shoe was actually there was an old woman who lived in the Bronx <laughs> who liked to smoke and ruined her larynx. And uh, I don't know. I I could go
4: on for hours
2: with this one. But yeah, but (laughs) it's okay. Yeah, but please, no. This is radio (laughs) dials turning everywhere. All right. I will say that this is a case. I think that uh, it is prominent enough and, and an issue that's out there. So I will say that this is a case. And the Tenants who raise the issue prevail in some fashion, although I don't know what prevailing would necessarily mean. Hmm. And I, I, I'm just going to make a command decision that Denise gets to wait until after the break to tell us what she
1: thinks. How does that sound? Mm-hmm.
3: I'm okay with that. I get more time to See, think about it. She
1: thinks about it. Then we, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, just, you, you just gave her an advantage. I did. I did. That's all right. So we'll we'll conclude case and no case, and what else are we going to do when we come back?
3: Well, I think we can say call us at 855-LAW-RADIO, 855-529-7234, or or tweet us at Radio Law Talk.
2: And remember, folks, anything you hear on Radio Law Talk, it's not legal advice. If you have a real question, call a lawyer of your choosing, somebody preferably that you're paying.
1: (laughs) We'll be right back. Hold up. The cost of getting rid of garbage is high, and recycling products is lucrative. If you're a business or know of a business that needs an individual compactor or baler, call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. If you already have an industrial compactor, baler, or shredder, and need service, don't forget to call Northwest Compacting at 888-201-0911. Northwest Compacting, your full-service industrial compacting and baling company. Read more about them at northwestcompacting.com. Concussion Medical Clinic knows active people run the risk of a concussion.
5: Soccer, football, even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury. Concussion Medical Clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur. They also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case, and their specialty is the treatment of concussion. So if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available, give Concussion Medical Clinic a call. 916-259-4043. 916-259-4043. Concussion Medical Clinic.
2: I'm going to quick
4: quack car wash, get my car washed, make it quick quack, pretty shiny, sexy, just because I want to, don't drive dirty, going to get my car suds at the quick quack car wash.
2: It's the quick quack, quickest and the cleanest by far, we're talking three skinny minutes, sitting right in your car wash, a hundred feet of cloth, washing your car at the quick quack
0: car wash.
2: Any Honda, Mazda, Ford, or Chevy, Somber, Cadillac, Quick Quack. i spruce up just like that. You'll be happy-looking, snappy. You'll be glad you was at the Quick Whack. Car, wash. it on the web and go to DontDriveDirty.com and see where you got your closest Quick Quack in the local area. Get in your car. Get in your truck. Get on the road come visit the
6: dog. Quick Quack Car Wash, where your car will always leave happy, guaranteed. They take pride in being clean and green by conserving and recycling the water they use only at the
4: Quick Quack Car Wash. This is Frederick Penny, Todd Cunan,
3: and Denise Dirks with a personal invitation to you who have a business that could benefit from a little national exposure.
4: Radio Law Talk has heard in more than 35 markets across the United States, and Radio Law Talk
2: provides that opportunity. Some of you have listened to the show and thought, my business should be advertising there right now.
3: We agree. So email info at radiolawtalk.com. And we'll get
2: right back with you. Let us help your business grow in multiple markets. Email info at radiolawtalk.com Now. I'm a veteran, we hit a mine in Vietnam. When I came home, I didn't know where to turn.
7: As America's veterans face challenges, DAV is there. My victory's been never giving up hope. My wife is always there to remind me, we have a life
4: to live. DAV provides a lifetime of support, helping veterans of every generation get the benefits they've earned. I am a veteran, but after I got out, I spent two years alone and homeless. Every year, DAV helps more than a million veterans so they can reach victories great and small. My victory was finding the support to get back on my feet. Now I'm getting things right with my family.
5: I finally admitted with my PTSD, I wasn't doing well.
4: But there's more to be done and more victories to be won.
5: Now I wish I'd found DAV sooner. I am a veteran. My victory is just enjoying each day.
4: Help support more victories for veterans. Go to DAV.org. Are
2: you serious?
1: You're listening to Radiolawtalk.com. And now back to your host, Frederick Penny.
2: Frederick Prenny on assignment. It's Todd Kunin here. You know, I am so used to Fred being the one that brings us back. I forgot that he wasn't here, which is very hard to do. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't want to say that you, you, you know, oh, Fred, you, you could easily miss him. But we are back in the middle of case or no case. Cal, why don't you get us caught up on the on the?
1: Yeah, the basics? premise is there's a there's a no smoking building in New York, and mostly doctors and nurses. You know, because they tell each other where there's housing available, right? And so. They all move in, and all of a sudden there's one lady's kitchen just keeps filling with cigarette smoke. And so she went to the landlord, the real estate company that runs the building, and said, hey, you know, this isn't going to work. And they said, well, you know, it's kind of an honor system, really, if you think about it. What do you want from us? She said, I'd like the smoking to stop, please. So she went and sought a lawyer, and so there's got to be more than them just kind of blowing me off, so to speak. So, Denise, it's your turn to say whether this is a case or no case, and if so, how it works out.
3: Okay, so I, I can't see that it's an enforcement of an ordinance because it's not, it's not citywide you know, or borough-wide, whatever. Um, and I, I, I think it's literally just rules of the building that is like an honor system. Um, there could be a homeowners association – uh, but you had mentioned that there was a landlord, so probably not a homeowners association.
1: I should probably have said the company that runs the building, because I do not know whether it's a rent or purchase. Okay, got so it. I apologize. For it
3: could that. be a yeah. nuisance too. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm thinking of all these different things, and and you could seek injunctive relief, have her be forced to stop, or money damages, or have her removed, perhaps, right? But this is what I see. I see cows sitting down and looking up something. And seeing this scenario, Uh, and then making up a story (laughs) around the scenario. That
2: makes complete sense.
3: (laughs) And I'm going to say that it is no case.
2: She knows him too well.
1: Mm. Yeah, Well, you know, know, Denise, I'm really glad you came up with that, because (laughs) I can see where you would think that I would try to deviously come up with such a case. However, here's the answer to that. I am so sorry. <laughs> it is, in fact, the case. Another at least one point. <laughs> pour moi. Yeah, and here's the here's the situation. It was, in fact, the real estate company that went in to sue. Outcome of the case not yet known. This is a, a, a current event. So the outcome of the case not yet known, which is why I wanted your opinion. But that's it. It is a case. I'm going to give award two points. Because two points. next time, though, if I have a, a binary case, I'm going to either... Add to or take off to if you get it wrong. So next time, I'm taking to you to New York again. Hey, hey, cases don't always have to be binary, okay? Yeah. We can have non-binary cases. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> One or a zero, <laughs> case or no case. But that is case or no case. Now
2: back to the show here with Todd and Denise. You know, I'm thinking about that case, and Denise raises a couple of points, uh, a couple of issues with that. You know, it... Uh, Another one is if it's a zoning ordinance, if there's a code enforcement like this building, they have to have a certain number of non-smoking buildings, or if there's nothing but the property ownership rented out the building to other people under the guarantee or promise that this is a non-smoking building. Well, one of two things happens. Either the tenants would have a breach of contract claim against the homeowner right. or the, the building management because, hey, we rented with the idea. Hello. We, right. we want yeah. the benefit for our bargain. Right. Or the uh, property management company would have a claim against the tenant who continues to smoke for breach of contract because you were rented to with the idea that there's be no smoking. And so um wow and, and the monthly
1: charge in this particular building is upwards of $3000. So, That's I mean, just it's amazing. Not cheap rent, you know and and you would think can I not go into my own home and not have cigarette smoke if I if if that's the kind of building I think I'm getting. So I, I totally get where people would be it, very miffed about that.
2: So, isn't, yes, isn't, I, I would.
1: Oh, yeah. Isn't real
2: estate just amazing? Oh. The difference in prices. I'll, I'll give you a quick example. I realize this is anecdotal, uh, radio anecdotal talk here. Okay, um, hold, hold on just a second. Hold on. Now wait.
7: That is anecdotal.
2: Yes. <laughs> I. You know, if I was, uh, if I was still – Married and, you know, at the age where I was having kids, I think I'd want to name one of my kids, Dodal Kunin, and, and it would just be close to that. But in 2006, I was married. We sold our home in California. We moved to northeast Tennessee. Now, the house that we lived in in California was about a 1,500-square-foot house, on sat on maybe, maybe a tenth of an acre. And if we had gotten cash and didn't have to pay off a loan and got cash for that house and were able to take the whole amount and purchase a home in northeast Tennessee for the exact same amount, we could have purchased a home that was 4,000 square feet on 10 acres with a barn. Wow. And uh, just amazing, the uh, buying power. You would have lived like
1: kings. Yes,
2: we would have lived like kings, and and I would still be single at this point in my life. (laughs) Uh, One of my favorite shows growing up was The Simpsons. Well, okay, all right, not growing up. One of my favorite shows when I was in college was The Simpsons. The Simpsons debuted on the was it the Tracy Ullman show back in 1989? Right. And then Fox was a fledgling network back in the late 80s. And that became Fox's mainstay uh, yeah. back then. I, re- I had just, I was living in Japan for a couple of years. I came back to Fox being there in Japan. Primetime animated shows were all the rage in the late 80s. You never saw that here. And then The Simpsons came along, and that introduced primetime animated television. And one of the, uh, the composer for 25 years of The Simpsons was a, an individual named Alf Clausen. Not to be confused with Danny Elfman, who wrote the intro to The Simpsons. Okay, Danny Elfman, for those of you that uh, pop culture from the 80s and 90s, lead singer for Oingo Boingo. And Danny Elfman was also the one who wrote the theme for the very first Batman movie back in the, the late 80s. And he's the one that did the Simpsons uh, intro. He's a... Exactly. Yeah. Danny Elfman is uh, has a lot of credits for Hollywood scores. This isn't the person we're talking about. We're talking about Alf Clausen. And what happened with him, and we'll talk about that, that, it's not all folks, we'll talk about that when we come back after the break, but uh, a little trouble in paradise there between Mr. Clausen and the Simpsons, a uh, employment divorce, if you will. We'll talk about that when we come back here on Radio Law Talk.
1: And when when there's that much money flying around, it's never pretty. Nope. So we'll talk about that and more coming up next right here on Radio Law Talk. All you have to do is stay there on your favorite station or on radiolawtalk.com. We'll be right back. We promise. Advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more... If
7: you are trying to quit drinking or doing too many drugs, listen to me. You don't know me and we'll never meet. I had a problem like you once. I drank and used to party a little too much till it got out of control and almost ruined my life. Get clean. Call now and learn more. 800-296-1252 800-296-1252 800-296-1252 800-296-1252 Hi, my name is Lily.
2: My mom and dad used to fight about money all the time. Then one day, I heard them talking about this guy. Some uncle I never knew called Uncle Sam.
1: Thanks, Tax Doctor.
7: If you owe $10,000 or more to the IRS or state, call now and pay less. 800-263-2610. 800-263-2610. That's 800-263-2610. If you pay my fee, I'll take your cake.
1: This is Radio Law Talk. And now, back to the show.
2: That has to be one of my favorite sound bites. The if you take my fee, I'll take your case. It ranks if right up there pay with.
7: If you my fee, <laughs> I'll take your case. <laughs>
2: I I I wish we'd gotten them to say something like reasonable doubt for a reasonable fee. Are <laughs> you serious? That's hilarious. Yeah, we uh, we'll get back to the Simpsons, but just got a breaking news breaking news story sent to us by our crack research staff tuddle up, tuddle up. on the uh, on the issue of real estate because she is a giver because she is a giver Vanna White of. Wheel of Fortune fame has decided to make her Sherman Oaks Property available for lease Now people have fallen on hard Times and yet when somebody Does something like this it is Amazing a- and the
1: cost Apparently it's a pretty it's, it's a pretty Low cost lease isn't it Cal? Yeah but compared but the kindness The milk of human kindness that pours out Of people in difficult times like The COVID crisis is amazing
2: I, I'm me. sure that when people looked at Vanna White the first thing they think is the Milk of human, human kindness, kindness yes. So So, yes, this (laughs) property— Sicko. (laughs) Memories (laughs) like the corners of my mind. Anyway, so uh, (laughs) the property is being leased out for a a, a low, affordable $20,000 a month. (laughs) Wow. $20,000 20000 a month? Are you kidding well, me? Well, it's in Hollywood. Well, yeah, 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 I know, I know. I, look, I, I, we Denise and I were talking about this, and, and clearly, I mean, 20000 a month, that's like, what, 5% of the salary we get to do a uh, radio law talk on a weekly basis? I was thinking we are
1: trying to get it for a studio. Well, really. You know, <laughs> you know uh, the, 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 the getaway pad. Right. You know, that's fly <laughs> down there every weekend, do the show, hang out, come home. You know, why not?
2: <laughs> so there you have it, Vanna White, the milk of human kindness, twenty thousand dollars a month. Wow. Excellent. Wow. So uh, back to the Simpsons. Speaking of Hollywood, I, I'm, I'm getting the look again. I, I I am so glad that the that that Denise's shooting of looks toward me it's not loaded okay speaking of kindness yes Yes, uh, (laughs) the the she's shooting me dirty looks but she didn't pass the background check to buy the ammo for those so i'm safe i'm safe. (laughs) it's true uh all right all right alf clausen alf clausen longtime composer for the simpsons what happened was recently Uh, well, not recently, Uh, back in 2000, what was it, 2016, 17, somewhere along in there, uh, it was announced that he was not returning to the show after 27 years on the show. 27 years and nearly two dozen Emmy nominations for his work. Cal, when I read two dozen Emmy nominations... I'm feeling this pain, man. I am feeling this pain. I, I thought of you because it didn't say Emmy wins at all, but... Now... This, this part is composed by Danny Elfman. Oh, wrong wrong. Now, now, now there's something really interesting about Danny Elfman. Listen to the back and forth of the bass line. Bum, bum 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 bum. That that uh, that distance between notes there, the way they're going back and forth, that's a Danny Elfman trademark. You can hear it in almost everything he does. It's it's big in the Batman that one movies. Fourth interval, yeah. Dun, yes. dun, dun, dun. But that is, that's Danny Elfman. Clawson is the one that did all of the other music throughout the rest of the show. Huh. And so he would do that, and he would he was let go. And um, recently. He has sued Disney and Fox claiming that his termination and I'm using that in quotation marks, air radio quotation marks, that his termination was age discrimination because he was 79 years old at the time he was released and apparently also beginning to feel the effects of Parkinson's disease. That's right. And so uh, this lawsuit came out, and what happens when the lawsuits start? They start to do depositions, and the real story or the defense's story starts to come out. And what happened here was that in the course of his arranging music most recently, it was discovered by the showrunners for The Simpsons that Alf Clausen was actually delegating the duties of composing the music to other people, to his family members, to his son. And that is in contravention of
1: the contract he had with Fox. That was my question. What's wrong with that? Because if you buy an Andy Warhol painting that was done supposedly by him in New York, he just wandered around the studio and supervised student artists who were painting his stuff for him. I but mean, if, that's not unusual. But if people
2: know that and know that's what they are getting, then they understand. It's like buying books. And was, sometimes there's books by authors, and it's written by a ghost author, but the actual author looked at it and said, okay, that's basically how I write. Like and the this, Jerry Rice memoir that I got. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, but in this case here, the contract, and it's important to understand that it's a contract because this is a defense that the Fox Studios are using. It is that Clausen was not an employee of Fox, of The Simpsons. Clausen was an independent contractor, like all composers are. He was free to go and do work for other people. He could do things now. I don't know how that would pass muster under the recent prop. Was it Prop 5 that occurred last year? That cha- or, or the January of this year that changed the default in California that all people are default employees unless they can prove
3: otherwise.
1: Yeah, a B or Senate bill. It wasn't a prop. People didn't
2: vote yes. oh, on this. that's right. That's right. Yeah. That's no, right. Right. yeah, yeah.
1: No. Well, I, I can't. I
2: regardless. Yeah, it
3: was of, first the Supreme Court. Yes. Made that. T-
1: that,
2: that's right. That's right. It was AB5. Yeah, that's and this is all California, but you know, because we're all weird. Out I just here. wanted to make it
1: clear that people in the state did not vote
2: for this. this that's was right, some, that's yeah. right. That's right. That's and, right. And this is the this is the the law that is gutting, or it could gut all of the gig industry, like Uber and Lyft, and all these people that want to do you know pay for play kind of stuff. So I don't know how it would pass muster under that. The problem is for Alf Clawson. Is this cause of action arises under the status of the law that existed when, when he was terminated or when the contract ended a couple of years ago before that law came out? And so the defense for Disney is wait a minute, we hired you. We hired you when you were 48 years old. Denise, do you know why that's a defense to an age discrimination claim?
3: Because he was older.
2: <laughs> it, it, exactly. Age discrimination applies. Essentially, the cutoff is the age of 40. So people that have age discrimination claims have them if they can prove or allege that they were discriminated against because they were old, i.e. older than 40. And the defense here is if we were going to discriminate you because you were over 40, we wouldn't have hired you at the age of 48. And so that is a defense. The other is you're not an employee. These don't apply in independent contractor cases. This this should not apply here. And then the last defense that there, or one of the other defenses that the Disney has brought up, is this anti-slap uh, defense. Slap S L A P P, which stands for Strategic Lawsuit Against Public Participation. And these come up when the defense says, "Hold on, hold on, you're suing me." Disney, would, or Fox, Disney, it's all subsidiary there. The conglomeration. D- yeah, yeah. It's, the, it's the empire. Um, they're saying, look, <laughs> you, exactly. <laughs> These aren't the droids <laughs> you're looking for. Um, I actually, I just did Darth Vader. I, I have totally blown that, uh, you know, live long and prosper. Oh, great. Now I brought Star Trek into it. So uh, oh, with, boy. with this here, the argument on behalf of Fox would be, well, wait a second. This is a TV show. This is protected under our First Amendment rights. We have the right to engage and have who we want make whatever music we want. This lawsuit would chill our First Amendment rights. And in California, if they can prevail on that, the lawsuit can be gutted, can Mm -hmm. be tossed. It's at the beginning now. We'll see what happens. But that's what's going on in Tinseltown with uh, with the Simpsons. Denise, we're going to stay in Tinseltown. When we come back to that. But we're also going to talk about women's soccer. Let's get us a tease about what we're going to talk about when we come back for the break. What's up?
3: Well, there's a, I think the lawsuit has almost been gutted. Yep. Um, it, the women's soccer team, if you remember, we talked about this several months ago. And they're alleging that they're being discriminated against mainly because they're women and they're not being paid in the same manner as the men's team. And there's been a lot of talk back and forth about whether or not they really are as competitive as a men's team and whether or not they bring in the same crowds as a men's team. And, you know, all this stuff is is, kind of crowding the issue, if you will, um, that underlines the fact that they feel like they by being treated disparate uh, with disparity Disp- and this was disparate, Ma- yeah, <laughs> disparate
2: <we> <laughs> treatment. this was Megan rapineau was the one uh, that you know, was yeah. the big uh, yeah. thrust behind this
3: right and she just really spoke out inappropriately and I, I don't know that she helped the case all that much
2: but there's a there's a decision that just came down that's going to affect the case going forward that's
1: right and we come back uh, after our I can't believe we're a third or we're three quarters of the way through the first hour. And to Megan's credit, she spoke with our governor in California because she's from up in the north state where I am. And she said, you know, things are different for people up there than they are in the very populated counties when it comes to the COVID. You might want to consider backing off. Pretty interesting stuff. We won't talk about that. I just gave you that whole story. But there is more stuff regarding women's soccer and the courts after this on Radio Law Talk with Todd Kunin and Denise Dirks. Don't go away. All advertising for legal services on Radio Law Talk is strictly for the state or states in which the advertiser is licensed. For more information, go to radiolawtalk.com.
6: At ticketchocolate.com, we believe that simplicity is best. We also know that chocolate is one of life's finest things that can help you savor your greatest moments. Late-night visits with old friends, overdue romantic moments and quiet mornings all to yourself. See their wide variety like hot chocolate sticks or creamy marshmallows and a lot more at TicketChocolate.com. They remind busy people like you to take time for the pleasure small things can give. TicketChocolate.com, where simplicity is best
5: concussion medical clinic knows active people run the risk of a concussion soccer football even a simple fall can lead to a brain injury concussion medical clinic can test you before you start a sports program so they can have a baseline and more quickly diagnose a concussion should one occur they also offer expert witness services if you're involved in a concussion case and their specialty is the treatment of concussion so if you have suffered a concussion and want the best concussion care available give concussion medical clinic a call 916-259-4043 916-259-4043 Concussion Medical Clinic.
7: When you were a little kid and you thought about what you wanted to be, teaching was at the top of your list. But things changed. And as you got older, teaching didn't seem like the best option anymore. So you're thinking you'll be something else. But what would your 12-year-old self say? Now you want to be a doctor. You don't think teachers save lives? 25 at a time. An actress? Try playing a different role every time the bell rings. How about a scientist? Ever heard of physics, chemistry?
1: Radio Law Talk. Now back to the show.
2: So we're talking about the lawsuit against brought by the Women's National Soccer Team. And look, let's face it. I mean, they won the they won the Women's World Cup, didn't they?
3: Yes, of course they did.
2: So so they won the Women's World Cup, and their claim has been look. We win more than the men's team does. How come we're not paid the same way? That was basically what was pushed out there when the lawsuit started. It's gender discrimination, uh, wage discrimination. We're not being paid the same as the men. And the lawsuit got started, and lawsuits go through various things. And at some point in time, Denise, people, parties file a motion called summary judgment. Can you explain what that is, really?
3: Right. That's where... There's no dispute as to any material fact that underlies their, their cause of action. And um, that the judge then makes a ruling based upon law as, a, as it applies to these facts.
2: And essentially that motion takes place after discovery. There have been depositions and you've had documents and interrogatories and all this stuff goes back and forth. And both parties say, okay, essentially – we have a lay of the land about the facts that we're all dealing with. This is what we're looking at. And, Judge, if these are the facts, this cause of action does or does not apply.
3: So they file a motion. That Usually it's a defensive motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you, they file the motion, and it is supported by declarations and, and or aff, affidavits. And that sets the stage for the factual basis On all the claims. And that gives
2: the judge something to look at from an evidentiary standpoint as opposed to making a decision based on what the lawyers say, right?
3: That's right. And and under this case, they had actually filed um, two different theories, if you will. They sued against the U.S. Soccer. Um, saying they violated the equal pay act by paying them less than the men yes and then they sued under the federal uh, the federation they sued the federation um, saying that they discriminated against them under the uh, title 7 of the civil rights act of 1964 specifically with regard to workplace conditions
2: okay so the essentially the two issues here are on one hand we're not being paid the same. That's discrimination. And on the other hand, in addition to that, uh, we, we've got workplace issues about th- that are separate from pay that are going on in the workplace. Right, okay. and,
3: and gender-based. Okay. Which is
1: charter planes. The men get a charter plane. We don't. That's unfair. Why should they have a charter plane? The women saying? That's unfair that the men should fly in a charter plane and the women do not. And it was that sort of thing. But the charter plane was apparently a big deal to them. They were really you know, quite... Shall we say concerned about that? Okay. In the, the suit. And,
3: and the funny thing is, this this motion for summary judgment really impacted the first um, line of the suit, if you will, the Equal Pay Act.
2: So this this would have been brought by the defendant in the suit, essentially going to the judge saying, "All right, after looking at all the facts as we see them and everything, there is no cause of action here. We we shouldn't be liable for this discrimination." In pay because of this, and what did the judge say?
3: The judge said there's no tribal issue of fact um, that the women's national team uh, were paid less than the men's national team.
2: They were, that, that, that there's no tribal. Now, it's interesting the way you said that because. Clearly, the women were paid less than the men's team, but it's not an issue that could be decided from a jury, and there's nothing that the defendants did wrong in that, that the court is saying. And why did the court say, yeah, they're being paid differently, but?
3: Well, because it was a contractual issue. That's right. It comes down to.
1: And because they got paid more. Per game, I mean, there was a per, there was a per game pay issue in there somehow. Well, the, the, I, I only read. I mean, I was so, reading that trying to figure out what's the judge saying. Here? So the
2: issue here yeah. comes down to collective bargaining. Yeah. Okay. And and you've heard of people that have unions, you know, and when you go in, your union negotiates for your wages, your hours, your working conditions on your behalf. And once the union comes back to you with a deal, it's like okay, this is what we negotiated for, then the membership signs off on it, says okay, we will agree to that. And in the course of discovery, the judge pointed out in the judge's opinion, in the course of discovery, it was shown that at one point in time, the women during the collective bargaining phase were offered to be paid similar to the men, and they rejected that. That's what it was. They right? rejected that because in exchange for being paid similar to the men, the men being paid on a pay-for-play thing, the women opted for more. Um, consistent pay at a lower rate per game per game but it allowed them to receive more consistent income over time as opposed to only being paid based upon whether the team won or per game or how far they make it into a uh, tournament and the judge said look if this was a provision that you agreed to and if you had rejected the provision that you're now suing to try to get that that can't happen. You can't sue for something that you had the opportunity to take and you rejected in favor of something else.
3: And and the men's team gets they get kind of bonuses if you will for um, how far far they go. Exactly. Right. So they, if they win the um, the whole tournament, they're going to get more money. They're going to get paid more. The women opted to have more consistent per game money, and they actually make. Uh, The team itself, the women's team, made $220,747.00. Uh, per game, where the men were only making and averaging a two hundred and twelve thousand six hundred and thirty nine um, dollars. Yeah. Per so the judge said
1: you're getting more per game. What's the problem?
3: That's yeah. right. And yeah. they're not looking at individuals here. They're looking at team.
1: Right. Because that, ag- that that number you mentioned is the aggregate for the whole team that they split up amongst themselves according correct. to their contract.
3: That's correct.
1: Right. Right. Exactly. I I'll be interested to see how the uh, how the other part. Now the second part of the lawsuit
2: about working conditions and this is the charter plane issue that Cal talked about and essentially you know why do the guys get this plane and we have that kind of a plane and 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 now to me Cessna twin engine exactly <laughs> to me I, I see that falling under the same collective bargaining agreement because let's remember something when when a union argues or bargains on your behalf it's not just wages under the National Labor Relations Act it's been around since 1937. Right, uh, unions negotiate on behalf of the uh, bargaining unit for wages, hours, and working conditions. And working conditions is something that's been construed very broadly, and it, it covers what it's like when you go to work, what you have to deal with when you're at work. And I I find it hard to believe and work rules too. Exactly, I find it hard to believe that charter planes and things like that were not included now if it if it comes out that charter planes were a perk that was not particularly uh, specifically bargained for just something that the federation decided to bestow upon the men's team well then they've got an issue there but I don't see why that can't be something that is brought up in the negotiation process as opposed to a lawsuit. Because once your collective bargaining agreement expires, and, and they don't go longer than four or five years, seven years, you know, sometimes there's really long ones. Back when I was doing employment and labor, there was a cap at seven. Um when they expire you come back to the bargaining table and bargain for the things you felt like you
1: missed out on. Plus many contracts have a have a paragraph in them called a reopener, where there are certain conditions under which you can come and see, even though the agreement has not expired, we'd like to reopen and talk about this specific section. It might be raises, it might be working conditions, it depends. I've only negotiated this a couple of times, but that's usually I mean there is in many contracts that provision, a reopener.
2: Yeah, well yeah. so we'll see yeah. what happens. Right. Um you know, but it's it. We'll see where things go forward because what happens after a motion for summary judgment? That's when settlements take place, because I mean people are hesitant to settle before the summary judgment because they're thinking, well, why would I settle with you if I think I have a good shot of getting this punted, win. right? right, right. Uh, after the after the summary judgment, when you find out what's still left on the table, what is what has survived after the settlement. Uh, dust after the summary judgment dust has settled that's when you start talking about how you're going to resolve the case shy of going to a trial and we'll see if that happens i bet that it does
3: i feel forward. like it will too yeah even though the it just to me there was a disconnect i think between the lawsuit itself and what the women were trying to accomplish to me that's just what i've seen is that there just was a disconnect and Probably it has to do with the difference between dealing with it in a legal setting versus dealing with it in a collective bargaining setting.
2: And then the other thing that I think there is there may have been a lot of public support for the women's position. However, (laughs) however, then a pandemic hit and people are struggling to feed their families. I don't know how much support people get at this point where it's like, oh, wait a second. It's the difference between feeding a family and then you're wanting
1: 100000 or $500,000. Yeah. Uh, I I think this is ripe to settle. That, that's a good point. And when I said I negotiated, I meant as a, representing an employer, not as a legal beagle, just as a guy representing an employer. So that's the only reason I knew that. I know nothing else. We'll be oh. right back. Stay tuned.
4: So if you've written a novel, children's book, cookbook, inspirational work, poetry, or a biography and want to get it published, then you need to call Page Publishing and do it immediately. Call 800-605-6995 now for your free author submission kit. Again, for your free author submission kit, call 800-605-6995. That's 800-605-6995. Your road to fame and fortune could very well start with this simple phone call. Call Page Publishing at 800-605-6995 for your free author submission kit.